Hi, I'm Gary Witter, and you're listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. little bit of fanfic here so a crime okay. fighting a crime fighting duo starring Hera who's her partner and where is it set wow <laughs> mm. wow you know what if Ventress made a comeback Ooh. because at this point she's a mercenary and what if something happened on Ryloth so she got to go home Hera gets to go home to Ryloth and Ventress picks a side I like it I think you need to pitch that to the writers here are your hosts Jamie Green and Justin Connors Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. I'm Justin Connors. As and I'm always, Jamie Green. <laughs> cut me I'm off. I'm sorry. Man. I always talk over you. I thought I think that you're going to leave space for me, but you never do. <laughs> I never do because I like to hear my own voice. <laughs> and uh, okay, so Jamie is fresh back. I'm just going to get right into it. No, no foolish chit chat today. No foolish um, chit chat. <laughs> Jamie, We're never foolish. no, not foolish. Whatever. Uh, Jamie's fresh back from New York Comic Con, and he gets to go to like all the cool things. I'm always sitting here looking at his tweets. So what's up? How how was because it? you're north of the border, exactly? And you <laughs> you know you write for some place called Geek Dad. I don't know what, what that's uh, all about, but I don't know what that's about either. Really? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, New York Comic Con. Um, if you've never been, you think that you're missing out on so much cool stuff if all you see is it through you know tweets and and press releases and news flashes that come out. Um, it's kind of a madhouse. This is only my second year going. I went last year and this is, um, I went last year with my wife and my kids. Um, and the kids had a blast, but I'm so happy that I was just flying solo this year. It was, it's just, it's, it's far too many people. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks pretty tiring. It's exhausting. And I mean, it's so, it's such an in demand event that it's sold out in a matter, I think, a matter of hours. I mean, when it went up and people like tickets were like selling for crazy amounts on eBay and people were, you know, scrambling to try to get tickets. Um, and so it's, I, I heard a figure of 155,000. I don't know if that's official. Um, it's a lot of people. So, you know, and they capped it in, I, from what I understand, they were pretty good about, you know, not just saying, well, let's just sell a few thousand more because it was impossible to get tickets if you didn't get in that that first window. Um, but even that, it's just far too many. It's you can't. I mean, it's at it's held at the Javits Center in New York City. And uh, I, I don't think that there's a bigger venue in Manhattan. No, that's um, the one that they, I think they have everything. at. Everything. It's, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was my third time there this year. And that's probably two times too many (laughs) um it's enormous and uh, new york comic-con literally takes up the entire building wow uh, plus the north hall which is another huge hall um so in this year they actually spread out to the hammerstein ballroom for a few of like the bigger panels so they're spreading out away from the javits and it's still impossible to get anywhere 
Um, I mean, if you need, God help you, if you need to get from like one end of the building to the other, because it's going to take you about an hour to push your way through just, just to make that trip. Um, it's exhausting and I'm still exhausted from it, but, um, you know, there's a lot of really cool people there. There's a lot of cool panels going on. Um, and, uh, it's a good time. And if you've never been to a, a Comic-Con before, it kind of will blow you away with how big and chaotic they can be. Uh, I think I tend to prefer the much smaller ones. Right. Now, I have a friend who was there with his son, and they took a picture and put it on Twitter, and it was a row of comic book, you know, like the comic book boxes Yeah. that they, they, they flipped through. And yeah. there must have been 50 rows, and everyone had a guy at it flipping through yeah. comics. And yeah. he captioned it, my son says, this is the real life Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but you know, what's funny is that New York, and I've only been to San Diego once and it was years and years ago. Um, but at least for New York, actually seeing those long boxes of comics is rare. Like you have to search for them. Okay. Because it's, I mean, it's still called Comic-Con and there's a lot of comic professionals, comic book and graphic novel professionals there. And there's a lot of news and panels around them. But in terms of dealers and people selling comic books, um, you kind of have to look for them. Wow. Anyway, they're, they're hard to find. It's not a, it's not a comic book show. You know, it's not, it's not someplace that you go and say, well, I, I'm, I'm going to look for a few back issues that I need to fill my collection <laughs> right. out. You don't do that in New York. You do that at like your local small comic con that's held in, you know, the, the Sheraton or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah, this is, it's much more mainstream with, you know, movie stars dropping by and, and, and that kind of thing. Cool. Um, you got to see a few panels when you were there. Maybe talk about one of them that's maybe uh, pertains to the show. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I managed to get to a few, um, a few panels, a couple of the big ones, a few of the smaller ones. Um, and one of them relevant to the episode that y'all are listening to right now was Ashley Eckstein's panel for her universe. Um, if you're not familiar with her, uh, she's, you may know her as the voice of Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars and now Star Wars Rebels. Um, but she's also made a name for her universe, which is uh, her the company that she started, which is primarily known for fashion and women's apparel. Um, they do a lot of, you know, what they, what she has classified as like fangirl clothes. So if you're looking for that R2-D2 dress or, you know, a Doctor right. Who TARDIS themed dress or whatever, um, her universe has sort of become the 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 go-to place for that. Um, and the panel that she had uh, was mysteriously named, you know, you know, calling all aspiring writers, okay. um, which was not something that, you know, people necessarily equated with her universe. Um, but what it was, was she was announcing um, the formation of her universe press. Um, and so, you know, she had, she explained that, you know, from all of her interactions with fans, one thing that kept coming up among the fans was, I have all these stories to tell and, and I wish I just had a venue to be, to be able to tell them. Um, and so her universe press is sort of her, um, her attempt to, to not only tell more relevant stories about strong female protagonists mm -hmm. written by female creators, um, but they also really intend to reach out to fans in general and, ha and, you know, fans who maybe don't have an agent, who have never been published before, who don't really know um, the ins and outs of the publishing industry 
they can go directly to her universe press and and, and submit their proposals and their ideas and mm-hmm. um and they're she said they're going to read all of them so it doesn't matter if you don't have an agent it doesn't matter if you've never been published before if you have an idea and it's an idea that they like um then there should be nothing stopping you really wow that's <laughs> That sounds really awesome. <laughs> it is. It was really awesome. And so at the panel, not only did it wasn't just to announce the new press, but that she announced um, some information about the first couple titles that will be published next year. One for the spring, one for the summer. Um, the summer one is uh, more or less their flagship title. It's the one that there is really going to launch them. Um, it's called the Confidence Chronicles, and it's uh, it's going to be written by E. Uh, e. Ann Convery, who is there. But what's interesting is that it's going to be illustrated by Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. who is the creator and executive producer of both The Clone Wars and um, and Rebels. And he was there to talk about it. Um, so it was just really interesting to see, you know, this this company, which basically was started by a fan. I mean, Ashley Eckstein at her core was just a fan. She right. happened to be the voice of a popular character on a Star Wars animated <laughs> show, which which gave her the platform. Um, but she, you know, she saw a niche and she saw an untapped market, you know, which, you know, quote unquote fangirls. Um, and so she reached out and was incredibly successful, uh, and is now just sort of turning that success into an empire, you know, slowly, but surely. And we'll hopefully we'll have her on the show at some point in the future. Talk more well, about that. How about that? She'll be here in about five minutes. Y'all get to hear her. (laughs) Uh, Yes, she uh, hopefully is going to come back and we're going to have a show with just her. um, And we'll be able to go a little bit more in depth about her universe and her universe press. Um, But today. But today. What we're really here for. That was supposed to be a drum roll, by the way. Uh, (laughs) What we're really here for is the Rebels season two kickoff press tour that we did. Yeah, so season two starts, um, actually started this week um, as this episode airs. Um, It started on October 14th, uh, and in advance of that, uh, they did a lot of press and promotional activities around um, the start of season two, and we were lucky enough to be able to jump in on that, and we had uh, three fantastic, though much too short, conversations with uh, three of the cast members. So what you all are about to hear are those conversations. And we talked to uh, Vanessa Marshall, who's the voice of Hera. We talked to Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tano. And we talked to Dee Bradley Baker, who is the voice of Captain Rex um, on Rebels and all of the clones and the clone troopers from um, the Clone Wars and the other two background. um, They're not really background clones, but the three clones on Rebels. But Captain Rex is the most famous one. And the the conversations are pretty short. We didn't have a whole lot of time, but they were a lot of fun. So I hope you really enjoy it. And if you're a Rebels fan, I know you're going to. (laughs) So without further ado, here we go. We're going to get into it. Uh, Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us. My pleasure. Um, Start off. Rex was a, a super fan favorite on the Clone Wars. So did you have to lobby Dave Filoni at all to get him into Rebels, or did he just show up at your door and say, hey, I got something for you? He just gave me a call out of the blue. I really thought it was finished uh, when Clone Wars was finished, which, which it, it actually made me feel kind of sad, but it, uh, it, it felt kind of like my childhood had ended, where they, they finished Clone Wars, 
that Lucas was stepping away from his own organization, and it sort of felt like the end of an era. Yeah. And I figured that would be that. Uh, but I was I was glad to hear that the uh, the universe would continue with a new series. But I never thought that they would bring me back, especially as a as Rex. So I was really I was very excited about that. I always wanted to know what happened to Rex, uh, yeah. as well as Ahsoka, and actually also Ventress. Those were the three that I really wanted to know what happened to them. So at least uh, we know we, we're learning things now about Rex and Ahsoka, which is very exciting if you know the Clone Wars uh, series. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. You weren't alone in wondering what happened with them, so it's good yeah. to get some answers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You've uh, throughout your career, you've kind of made a name for yourself as the go-to guy for you know, quote-unquote, off-the-wall sounds, and a lot of the voices that you've done haven't really been voices per se. So I'm wondering, was it gratifying um, to actually use a speaking voice for Rex, Cody, and all the other clone troopers? Yeah, I mean that for me, it was was it is actually one of the most surprising and gratifying things about uh, doing the character of not just one clone, but all the different variations and shades and, and flavors of clones, that it's an acting challenge that's yeah. just very straight ahead. And, uh, and I, it really didn't seem that that's the way that my career was going. It, 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 it's uh, my, uh, the default sort of that was, was being established was, was variety, uh, range of voice and wackiness and animals and creatures. But I, I would never have thought that I would be cast as a straight ahead soldier uh, in, a, in a Star Wars series, it <laughs> yeah. absolutely floored me, and, and it's been so fun and so gratifying to to do something that is so different from where I thought uh, things were going to go. Yeah. So, was it challenging to age those voices that have become so ingrained in fans' minds? The uh, the challenge of doing the clones in the Rebel series didn't, uh, for me, it didn't come so much from aging them up. Uh, as from shifting sort of the tone, adapting to the, the slight tone shift of the new series. Um, no longer were the clones sort of in the later stages of this dark descent that was the Clone Wars, but they were sort of in a free space and later in their life and, and things were more relaxed and, and more fun, actually. And, um, and, and, and then plus, you know, Gregor is a little shell-shocked, and so his, his voice and his mannerism is a, is a little, it, it, it's substantially different from what we had established in the uh, Clone Wars series. And so my, my main concern was that these guys still felt that they were of the same universe that was established, but to make them fit right in this new, uh, this new beginning that the Rebels show brought. And, um, and I gotta say, after having seen uh, the episode, uh, it, it, I think it really works beautifully, and I think the fans will be will be relieved as well as excited uh, at the at the fun that is coming when when these guys show up. It's really wonderful. So, can, can we expect to see a lot more of Rex as season two gets underway? Uh, there is. I, I I can't tell you how much more, but there is more. Yes, there's there's, there's more coming down. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so we mentioned uh, quickly earlier that uh, a lot of your voices haven't exactly been human, um, but you've, you've managed to develop these incredibly unique sounds for a mind-boggling array of characters. Um, and I'm wondering how long it takes you to come up with a new sound when you're given a new character. 
You know, uh, uh, coming up with a new sound for a new character is something that just, it, it comes quicker and easier uh, the older that I get. I continue to add and, and sort of experiment with sounds uh, that I can that I can just sort of have sitting on the shelf in my head waiting to be used and I just add them to the database that I've already got going and then whatever I see I just sort of dial up a little a little um, a mixture of weird sounds and and have something that's sort of custom made right there yeah. so it actually becomes an easier an easier process uh, as I as I go on uh, I'm wondering, because some of the sounds don't exactly sound like they could have come out of a human mouth, I'm wondering, has your voice ever been manipulated in post-production, or is that something that just isn't done? You know, that's always a choice of the producers uh, uh, to do. Sometimes, uh, often they're surprised to find that they really don't need to manipulate it, where they mm -hmm. thought they would mm -hmm. need to. And so it saves them time and money, uh, which is great. Uh, but in some shows, uh, they they can modify it all they want, and they do. They do sometimes uh, add more reverb, or they may pitch it a little bit sometimes, or, or sometimes we'll go in and we'll layer another sound on top of the original performance and sort of make a, uh, an amalgam of something, of these two things together that sound completely different. I mean, there, there's different ways to modify it, so it just depends on the project. Yeah. And what voice are you most asked to do by fans? <laughs> the voice I'm most asked to do by fans has got to be the Perry, uh, Perry the Platypus yeah. growl, uh, which uh, happily is, is, is easy to do and doesn't hurt my voice. And, and it, 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 it brings such a, a reaction of delight for so little effort that uh, it's, it's great fun. I did that a lot. Uh, I just came back from... Um, the Salt Lake City Comic Con, which was a wonderful experience, and I, I, I must have done it a few hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character on Rebels? My favorite character on Rebels? Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, I gotta say, I find Kanan interesting. A, a conflicted um, Jedi who has kind of been knocked pretty good by what went down with the Clone Wars, and is trying to find himself. I, I find that an interesting journey, and I myself want to see how he sort of comes into his own as a, as a Jedi. I think that's an interesting story. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah, so we're just going to talk a little bit about Rebels, I guess, today. Um, and I just right. wanted to know, uh, you're a relatively recent addition to the show, but did you know that you were going to be involved from the beginning? Or how, when, did, when were you told that you'd be coming aboard? Um, I, was, I was told, I didn't know from the very beginning, but I was told um, before season one started airing. Because we, we record about a year in advance. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty far ahead into the production of the show, and, and Dave Filoni did let me know. So it was a very hard secret to keep. I kept the secret for about a year, and um, especially once Fulcrum started appearing, I, I definitely laid low. I tried yeah. to avoid all interviews and spoilers because I didn't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> it must have been a pretty tough secret to keep. It was. It was definitely tough. 
Um, so during the Clone Wars, uh, which you were obviously very a very big part of, how much input did you have into the character development? Was there any back and forth between like Dave and the writers and, and you guys as actors, or was it more one directional? You know, I was very fortunate uh, when I was cast as Ahsoka. Part of the reason I was cast was actually not because of my line reading, but because of just my personality in between takes. Um, I, Dave said he cast me because he wanted me to just bring uh, kind of my own attitude to the character. Um, originally, Ahsoka was supposed to have an Icelandic accent. Wow. And I did a terrible Icelandic <laughs> accent. It was absolutely awful. Um, and, well, I should say it wasn't awful, but <laughs> I, I, I went to a dialect coach, and um, I did learn Icelandic, uh, and I went to the callback, and, and I, I did the Icelandic accent, and Dave stopped me, and he was like, no. He goes, I want it to be more Icelandic. <laughs> and it turns out that Dave didn't know what Icelandic sounded like. And so I raised my hand, and normally I would never talk back in, a, in an audition, especially to a director. Uh -huh. And I raised my hand, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I don't know what you want. <laughs> like, I went to a dialect coach, and I am doing Icelandic, so I, I don't quite know what you're looking for. And it turns out that um, that kind of pushback... Is, is, is kind of what caught his attention um, because ah Ahsoka, you know, was a little yeah. snippy, was a bit headstrong. And so um, when I found out I got the part, uh, they said, well, they certainly don't want you to do an Icelandic accent, but they decided <laughs> that they'd let you just use your own voice. And um, when I went in in the beginning, Dave said, you know, we really um, just kind of liked your own body movements and your facial expressions and the tone of your voice, and we want you to bring bring yourself to the character. So I didn't, like, ever do any of the dialogue, but I um, definitely had a lot of influence, influence in how the lines were delivered. Yeah. So are you happy with the look and the design of adult Ahsoka? I definitely am. Um, you know, I, I have to admit, when I first looked at her, you know, for so long, I was used to Clone Wars Ahsoka. So mm -hmm. it did take me a minute um, to get used to her because at first she does look so different. Uh, but the more I looked at her, and then once I saw her in action in Rebels, um, I just fell in love with her look and her new outfit and everything. And to me, now I don't really see much of a difference at all. Um, you know, that's just Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I, I think Dave and, and his crew just did an amazing job. Do, do you know if there's already a story in mind, whether it's from Dave or from somebody else, for what Ahsoka's been up to during, between the two shows? And do you have your own theory about what she was up to? You know, Dave operates on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> So he tells you what you need to know to give the performance um, that he needs to get from you. Um, but, you know, he doesn't really let you know anything else until it's either written or um, you need to know. Yeah. So I know a little bit because there is something this season that in order to give the performance I needed to give. I, I needed to know the backstory, mm -hmm. but there's still so much I don't know. And I can tell you what I did find out blew my mind. Um, and and you'll get to find out a little bit of it. But for the most part, 
it is, you know, we're still going to be in the dark on what happened for all of those years. Yeah. Well, that's good. It keeps the mystery. Yeah. Pay attention to every single word, though, because there's little hints in there. So as season two begins, Ahsoka is essentially a member of the ghost crew. What can we expect to see from her? You know, this season, Ahsoka's reoccurring. She's not in every episode because, you know, she's on her own journey. Ahsoka does wonder who this mysterious Sith Lord is. And um, she has her questions, uh, that's for sure. So um, she is there to be a mentor to the Rebels. Um, and then uh, she is off on her own missions. So um, you'll see her off and on throughout the whole season. And um, she's a different character now. I mean, Ahsoka is a lot more serious. She's a lot darker. You know, whatever happened during that time between Clone Wars and Rebels, um, you know, she's, she's grown up now. And you know, now she's more like the Obi-Wan um, versus the Ezra. Excellent. So um, different character. Will there be any other surprise appearances during season two? You don't have to say who. Can you just say yes or no? <laughs> um, there's a lot of excitement in season two. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Nice, nice evade. <laughs> uh, aside from Ahsoka, do you have a favorite character on Rebels? Oh, my goodness. I have too many favorite characters on Rebels. But, uh, you know, I personally love Chopper. Um, I'm a droid girl. R2-D2 is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so I think Chopper's hilarious. Um, but, oh gosh, I don't know if I can pick between the Rebels. Because I've become so close to the entire cast. So, And I think all their performances are fantastic. So, I don't know. I'll say Chopper, and then I think, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all of them. Cool. And uh, <laughs> will Ahsoka be in Episode 7? <laughs> can we see her? <laughs> I can confirm that Ahsoka won't be in episode seven, to my knowledge. She'll <laughs> <laughs> be in season two of Rebels. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you so much for your time. And, and luckily, the well, not luckily, but the oppression of the Empire is so universal that issues of gender and race sort of fall away. Yeah. And um, when that happens, I think the best must come forth out of each individual, regardless of, you know, what their uh, previous uh, experiences were on the dance floor. Um, we all have to bring our best game, and uh, and we all do, and discover parts of ourselves I think we didn't even know we had. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It all happens live and on the fly. <laughs> Excellent. So aside from Hera, do you have any favorite characters on Rebels? Sabine. Yes. Definitely. Mando for life. Mando. <laughs> All day long. Yeah, I, I really, I, I, I am so in love with Sabine. I love what she stands for. Yet another strong female character. Absolutely. Bravo to the writers for creating such a, a cool person. She's so artistic and um, creative in her destruction. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I know you're going to be thrilled to learn more about her backstory, her history, her family, and really what gives her the drive to do what she needs to yeah. do for the rebels okay huh. per perfect what we've got we got a, a little bit of fanfic here so a crime okay. fighting a crime fighting duo starring Hera who's her partner and where is it set wow <laughs> mm. 
Wow, you know, what if Ventress made a comeback? Ooh. Because at this point, she's a mercenary. And what if something happened on Ryloth? So she got to go home, Hera gets to go home to Ryloth, and Ventress picks a side. I like it. I think you need to pitch that to the writers. Okay, I will. Nika <laughs> <laughs> Futterman is going to do the voice because she's brilliant. <laughs> awesome. Thank you Perfect. so much for your time. Well, there you have it, our three quick but very interesting interviews with some cast members from Rebels. Yeah, and as a um, as a teaser to everybody, um, we are currently still talking to Vanessa Marshall and Ashley Eckstein. Both want to come back on the show, and hopefully we're going to be able to get them back really soon to talk in a little bit more in depth about you know their career and, and what they're involved with outside of Rebels because we were really kind of limited to talking about Rebels during the, the time that we had. Right. So how how much are you looking forward to season two, Jamie? I know you're a fan. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have cable. We've cut the cord. And so I'm not going to be able to watch them live with everybody else. So I have to stay off of Twitter <laughs> if I don't want to see the spoilers. Um, but I'll be I'll be catching up via other avenues. Um, <laughs> um, not saying what those avenues are, um, but yeah, I will be catching up. Um, you're going to be recaps. reading the recaps. I will be yeah. reading the recaps written by other people. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Season two looks like it's going to be great. There's a whole bunch of more Inquisitors. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller has joined the cast as the seventh sister. Nice. Darth Vader is back and he's voiced by James Earl Jones. Um, and so it's it looks pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, the trailer that came out, um, and I'm going to post the trailer with this episode, but the trailer that came out during New York Comic Con um, I haven't gotten chills. Well, I was going to say I haven't gotten chills like that since I can't remember, but the Star Wars trailer gave, yes, gave me chills. The Force Awakens. For the sure. Force Awakens trailer <laughs> gave me chills. Um, but yeah, the, the second season trailer for Rebels is pretty dang good. So if you if you watch Rebels or you liked our interviews or whatever, make sure you tweet to us, let us know. And you know what else you can do that would be really cool is tweet at the guests that we had on and say, hey, I heard you on the Great Big Beautiful podcast. We loved loved your interview, whatever. Yep. Let them that's, know. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, <laughs> and and a reminder um, that we are still running our you know our our little bit of a contest um, to win the Shakespeare Star Wars book from Ian Desher. Is all you have to do is leave us an iTunes review uh, between now and when that episode with Ian airs, and we're gonna pick one lucky person to get a copy of the book. Perfect, and stay tuned because we have some pretty cool guests coming up in the next few weeks and one that we're not going to tell you right yet, but it's going to be out of this world. Ooh, I'm going to drop the hint. I like what you did there. <laughs> but if like when this happens, it's going to be huge and it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be a great interview and I don't want to tell you any more than that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. Perfect. And one, one other thing I want to mention is how you can get in touch with us. We now have a new way um, we're going, Ooh. we're going old school with this one. You can call us. <laughs> we have a phone number now. And Imagine I, promise, that. I promise you, Justin, nor I will be answering the phone when you call. But if you'd like to leave us a message, um, you can, and we would, you know, we potentially could use your message on air, um, to respond to you. But if you just like to leave a comment, ask a question, you can. The phone number is 301-825-5653. 
That is awesome. And I've, I've heard correct. other podcasts do this, and it's going to be fun if people actually call. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Very cool. Well, but other that, than that, how can people get in touch with us, Justin? Other than that, they can find us, as always, on Twitter at the GBB Podcast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the GBB Podcast. And someday soon, there will be a website. Someday. It's okay. It's well, 2015. You don't really need a website no, anymore. Who needs a website? No. <laughs> well, you know, we make a joke about that, but there's plenty of like YouTubers with huge brands that don't even have websites, and that bl- blows my mind. Well, they're on YouTube. What do yeah. they need a website for? <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm the web designer in me is, why don't they have a website? All right. That's enough rambling. Thanks for coming this week, guys. Can't wait to see you next week. Well, I guess not see you. Can't wait for you to hear us next week. <laughs> nice. Take care. Have a great week. <laughs>